Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to kind of Girls Next Level. This is a mini-sode, a little preview of our Slumber Party with Holly and Bridget podcast that we have over on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash girlsnextlevel. Bridget, what were you up to this week? I need to know all your Halloween stuff. Yeah, you know it was all Halloween related. Um, Universal, Lorene and I went. How was it this year? Amazing. It was really good. If you guys aren't from LA or Orlando, Universal Horror Nights is like the thing. It's like the thing everybody wants to go to. Yeah, and it was incredible. It was packed, but it just makes it so much fun. Like people hate the crowds, I know, but like I just love seeing that many people like in the Halloween spirit and it's just incredible. The vibe is in fact when we were finishing our last maze, I told Lorene, I feel kind of sad that it's over. <laughs> like, Aww. I don't want to go home. Let's do it again. Do they still have the um killer clowns from outer space one? Oh yes. That's my favorite. It's so much fun. Well the the whole brand is fun, but the yeah. ha- that haunted house is is really cool and so bright and fun themed. And they have it, it smells in there like cotton candy and popcorn. And yeah, that's the one thing they do that's really fun is they put in a lot of scents. Like there's a scarecrow one, and it really smells like old hay and straw. I was just gonna say, what does a scarecrow smell like? Yeah, it smells like kind of barn like and, and oh. old hay, like moldy hay kind of. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, so um so the scarecrow one was really good and that one was new for this year. And then they have the, you know, classic Universal Monsters one. Do they have the one that was all holidays, like different holidays? Like it had a little bit of Christmas, a little bit of Easter, a little bit of Halloween. Do you oh know what God, I'm talking about? Oh my God, you're going old school. Yeah, that was a few years back. They haven't done it recently. Oh, well, last time I went was 2019 before the pandemo. Oh, that was, yeah, that was probably, that was probably when they did that one. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen that one since. Um, They have nine of them. They have Halloween, which of course I love. And they have this spot where you walk through all the sheets. I know what you're talking about. And he's standing back there. And you don't know if he's a real one or a fake one. And yeah, the music's going. And it's just so good. It is so good. Um, So the Halloween ones, the Killer Clowns from Outer Space. They have the Terror Tram, which actually takes you, you know, into the lower lot. And then Mm -hmm. then you get out. And then you're just, like, totally stalked and chased, and um, which I love. And you go through, (laughs) like, the Nope Town and... All the us people are there, like, getting you to. And so um, they have that. And then there's, um, let's see if I can remember them all. Uh, the Scarecrow one, like I said, La Llorona. Mm, which is terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Just even the chant in the background Ew, is, like, yeah. so spooky. Ugh. She's a very spooky nightmare. Um, like I said, the classics one. Oh, they had a weekend one. I saw billboards for that. Which is so weird to me. I mean, it was fun. Like, you walk in and it's all his music. And it's like you're in a nightclub. And um, and then there's like this whole plastic surgery scenes that you walk through. Okay, what? Remember when The weekend did that music video where he made his face look like he got all that weird work? Yeah. What was that? And was it ever explained? I don't know. I think he's just, it's just social commentary on like... <laughs> 
<laughs> and then plastic surgery was in his haunted house. Yeah. Like, what is the theme? Yeah. Well, first it's like you're walking through like a dead club, like everyone's dead, like uh-huh. the go-go dancers, everyone's dead, and they're after you and stuff. And then you walk through like these plastic surgery scenes and stuff, <laughs> and like they're after you with syringes. And I need to know why that's his theme. I don't know. I don't know. So weird. Yeah. So anyway, it's really fun. And then some of the rides are open too. Like you can go on the Harry Potter rides, which fun. So fun. What about you? We went to the Haunted Hayride, which I haven't been to that since like 2018. I'm supposed to go to that tonight. You'll have fun. It was really good. It was better than I remember it. Like they had four different haunted houses and then the Hayride itself. But what was really good is like their actors were really on point and they were really good at like sneaking up and scaring you. Like they even got Zach a couple times. No way. I love it. They were on point that night. So we had a really good time. It was super fun. That's good. Um, you recommended me to watch X. Did you like it? I did like it. I liked gonna, it a lot. Are you going to see Pearl now? Yeah, now we have to go see Pearl. I love Pearl. Yeah, and then I recommended it to my friend Laureen, and she texted me, and she's like, this isn't scary at all. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, what? First That's of all, funny. I didn't tell her it was scary. Yeah. I said, there's a there's a good horror movie, and I really, and she's like, was it good? And I said, yeah, I really liked it. I never said it's like the scariest movie mm-hmm. I ever saw. And then she texts me and says, it wasn't scary. Oh, my God. That's funny. You know what? I am making peace with the fact that I don't think I'm going to dress up this year. Isn't that sad? <gasps> like the first year in forever. I just got so Holly, busy with stuff. We can't be friends anymore. That's I it. I know, right? It's horrible. <laughs> Like, my daughter has this horse thing. Like, she takes horseback riding lessons, and they're having, like, a Halloween event on Saturday, so I might get dressed up for that. I want to be Mad Madam Mim from the Sorcerer, or not Sorcerer, Sword in the Stone, the Disney movie. Do you know that character? No. It's one of the lesser-known Disney movies, but she's, like, this witch, and she turns into different things. She's, like, a shapeshifter, and I love her color scheme because she's, like, hot pink and purple. She's really fun. And at one point in her shapeshifting, she turns hot, so I want to be the hot version of Mad Madam Mim. Okay. And Forrest wants to go to that dressed as Chucky, so I ordered him a Chucky outfit. Oh. And I think that might be the only time I'm dressing up this year. Like, I had this whole list of things I wanted to do. Every year I say I'm going to be whatever happened to Baby Jane, and I never get around to it. I feel like that'd be an easy costume to do. I have the dress. I can do the makeup. I just, I don't I don't know why. I need to just do it on a random day. Well, and you have to have the right place you want to wear it to, because you don't want to waste it for anything, too. Exactly. Like, Wait, speaking of Chucky, though, too. At Universal, they had like a giant Chucky display, like the boxes. Oh, I saw and your I got picture to, in it. Yeah, I got to take a picture. Yeah. I wish I could have been in my Chucky outfit, though. Oh, I though. know. Do they not let you wear costumes? No. Oh. Although I do see some people, like there was a Skirt girl. around it. Yeah, she was in a sexy scarecrow costume. And I was like, wait, either you can or you can't. Like, I don't yeah. get it. But you can't just pass that off as a dress. <laughs> I know. It's like Disney bounding, where you're not really in a costume, but it's color schemed. Well, one year, Lorene and I wore onesies, like pumpkin onesies mm-hmm. to Not Scary farm I got us matching ones and they didn't want to let us in because they said it was a costume and I was like wait these are pajamas like matching like there's nobody's going to confuse us with the monsters I I guarantee it and then they did end up letting us in but like that's probably how Scarecrow got into yeah (laughs) well it's interesting how like I mean for Disney I get it because you don't want little kids going up to like a janky Aurora because God knows what she's going to say if she's just like a random person but like at Wizarding World, they let you wear the cloaks, which I love. And yeah. I wish everybody who walked into Wizarding World was handed a cloak because seeing people walk around in their Tevas and fanny packs kind of ruins the image a little bit. Yeah. 
But like I remember when Galaxy's Edge first opened at Disneyland, I bought a Jedi robe because I was so excited to wear the Jedi robe and they're like, you can't wear that here. I'm like, nobody's going to think I'm a character. Yeah, there's a line and I realize that sometimes it might be a fine line to walk, mm-hmm. but a lot of times it's really not. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like, I don't know, I'm on the fence about it. Like I get why they need those rules. Like you don't want somebody dressing up as like a monster and then like harassing people exactly. in the park that don't actually work there. And, yeah, don't have the right training. But um, but yeah, I think uh, matching onesie pajamas you can get away with. So speaking of Halloween and costumes, I had to do this interview about like the bunny costume. Oh my God, I got called on that too. Got two the different same... interview requests. Oh, so maybe one of them was the same one. I had two separate people contact me on one of them. I didn't get back to because I felt a little intimidated by the question. Like I felt like it they were setting me up, sort of. Were they a lot of, like, feminist-related qu- questions? Yeah. I think that's the one I did. And I feel like the answers I gave are probably not the answers people are expecting. Because I obviously have a lot of, like, serious issues with my time at Playboy. But I don't have that much of an issue with the bunny costume. Like, I might not have loved the bunny costume if I was a waitress wearing it for eight hours a day. Right. But that was never my situation. I had it strictly as a costume, which for me was a very retro, campy, dress-up type thing. And I still view it that way. Like, a very retro, campy, 1960s sex symbol type of thing. Yeah. It's not something I can really take that seriously. Yeah, so for my the second interview, I was actually doing it just about Halloween in general. And mm-hmm. then she was like, oh, we have this other article we're doing. Can I ask you a question about this? Do you think it was the same article? Like, do you think no. it was funneled back? Oh, okay. uh-uh. I, know. I think it was two separate things. They just both had the same idea of like, because what they're saying is that basically people are kind of turning on the bunny costume. Like, it used to be a really popular costume. And it still is a really popular mm-hmm. costume. But some people think you shouldn't be wearing it anymore. And, the, and they're anti it. And so they wanted to know kind of like how I felt about that. And for me, the bunny costume was something that I wanted for so long, and it was Mm -hmm. such a coveted thing. And I look at it, like you said, as an iconic piece of clothing, something that kind of represents a brand the way it was and not the way some people might look at it now or feel about it now. It's, like you said, very retro. And I still love my bunny costume, and I – it's coveted to me. So – Yeah, and I also feel like Halloween costumes just aren't that serious. Like, if you dress up as a handmaid from The Handmaid's Tale, that does not mean you want to live like a handmaid. (laughs) Like, people are doing things that are the opposite of who they are for Halloween or – or they're dressing up as a serial killer doesn't mean you want to be a serial killer or like endorse that you know that what I mean? is true and i still think that it's it's um a sexy and cute costume so i mean i can see why people have issues with it but mm-hmm. i personally do not yeah i mean i still have mine i still keep mine because for me like clothing and like expressing myself through designing outfits or making outfits or picking outfits like that was kind of like comforting to me during that time period and it was like my little bubble yeah so I got um, a text message from a friend this week and she was like hey my friend is producing this um she's a a supervising producer on this new paranormal show that's coming out Mm -hmm. and it's like survivor meets fear factor meets paranormal investigating and they're looking for a host and it's shooting like the whole month of November mm-hmm. and she uh, want to know if you were interested and I was like hell yeah, yeah. you know I totally <laughs> want to do it and I was like yeah have her um, send all my send her my information like you know here's who to talk to everything then the next day my friend goes did you hear from her and I'm like no I haven't heard anything yet which is not 
to me weird in the entertainment industry for not to oh, hear yeah. immediately, you know, so I wasn't really worried yet. But she seemed sort of like, really? That's weird? So then she contacted the friend again, and the friend said, yeah, I pitched Bridget, and they decided to go with a dude bro. Of course. That's what I said. That's what I told my friend. I said, oh, of course they did. And she goes, I don't, what, a dude bro? I don't know what that means. My friend was saying that. <laughs> and I'm like, bro. I'm like, I do. Because every paranormal show, they want a white dude. Like, they can't have a girl do it. And she was like, oh, that really sucks. And then the friend wrote her back and was like, I'm really pissed because Bridget would have been 100 times more qualified and so much more better at this. And now... Well, I um, wonder who they even went with. Like, I wonder if it was even a dude that even has any experience or anything. I have no idea. They didn't tell me. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, there is like a major bias, you guys, against females in paranormal shows. Like, you'll see like a female in a paranormal show, but she's always like teamed up with a dude and the dude usually gets top billing or maybe she's part of a team. But there's such a huge bias. Like, even in the industry, like if you're a woman and want to do a paranormal show, they will flat out tell you any agent will flat out tell you, no, the industry doesn't want that. Yeah, they've told me a million times, female paranormal doesn't sell. And the first time I tried to pitch a paranormal show, they told me I was too Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I wouldn't be insulted by that. I was not I insulted. I'm like, no, I am. That's what makes this show different and fun <laughs> because I am Scooby-Doo. No, I have this vision in my mind. I think I've shared you mock-ups of it, of what I think your thumbnail for your Ghost Magnet podcast should look like. And it looks like Scooby-Doo in my mind. <laughs> See, I love that, though. <laughs> Like, there's nothing wrong with that to me. I think that would be an amazing show. But um, on another note, and it's not uh, that same thing, but similar. Well, not even similar. Did you see about the grandma who was dying? She was like in their 80s and she had cancer and she was dying. And she made these homemade Ouija boards for her funeral. And she had them given to all the guests and it said, keep in touch. Yeah, it was like in a little card, right? Yes. Can I just tell you, that woman is brilliant. That is so cute. You need that at your funeral for sure. Everybody should have that. <laughs> like, I feel like that's legit. Like, we could keep in touch. Yeah. Especially when she put so much energy into making those. I feel like so her energy is there with that. Yeah. I didn't adorable. get a close-up look at the photo, but she has a picture of her in it. And I heard she's, like, flipping a mo- flipping everybody off. Oh, my picture. God. That's funny. <laughs> I, didn't, I couldn't tell from the little, you know, thumbnail that I was looking at. When I think of slumber parties, I think of prank calls back in the days of, like, landlines and stuff. Yes. When was the last time you called a landline, like, before recently? Called a landline before what you're about to talk yeah. about? Um, yeah, I don't know. A landline. I think high school. Like, the last time I called a landline, it had to have been in high school, like, when I was on cheerleading, like, calling around. No, no. Mansion had landlines. They had landlines, but, like, well, businesses. Like, I remember calling businesses on landlines. But did I even call people on landlines? I think I was just so isolated from people. I didn't call people. (laughs) I don't know. Um... Yeah, landlines are uh, something that I'm not used to anymore. So we wanted to have Barbie Benton on the show. Yes, she is our dream guest. Well, Barbie. I say that past tense, but it's it's present tense too. Yeah, no, she's our dream guest. She was Hef's girlfriend in the 60s and 70s, and she was on our show a handful of times. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? 
Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. And I have so many questions for her and we really want to have her on the show so we tried to track her down but the only well, number we got was a landline but wait I didn't know it so I had a number for her in my cell phone and it says mm-hmm. that it's her cell phone number so I texted it and I was like hey is this still Barbie and I never heard back so I was like oh maybe it's not so then I got another number for her and I just assumed it was her new cell phone number and I tried to text it and it got returned to me and said this is a landline you could this month if you pay this much we can like send it as a message through the landline somehow wait i didn't know that was an option that you could even text a landline you well if you pay something i forget i can read it to you like 25 cents for something it'll like send it through as like a i don't know if they like read it off into the landline i don't know what happens (laughs) but um but yeah so then i was like oh we were recording and i said holly should we call barbie yeah. And we call this landline number. And what answers is, hello, you have reached the Copper Palace. Yeah, which This is, is iconic. And then it's like, to reach Mr. and her husband's name, press blah. To reach Miss Barbie Benton, press two. So, so we did. We left a message. We have yet to hear back. Barbie, please. We really want you on. I know. Her home is called the Copper Palace, by the way. Yeah. We weren't calling a business. In the last episode, the last Halloween episode, we were talking about uh, our Halloween memory memories and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like we left out one of our favorite Halloween memories of all time. We did. And it's crazy because we were trying to cover all of our mansion Halloween memories pre-Girls Next Door. And we had a really good one in like, what was it, 2004? Yeah, I think it must so. Must have been. Yeah. So there was this haunted house halloween maze that was set up on the tennis courts every year and they would start setting it up like a week before the party or so i think two weeks before probably because it was huge and we came home from the club one night and we were all days before halloween like just like a couple nights before might have even been the night before yeah so we came home from the club one night and we all got stoned and decided we want to go out and run through, get a preview of the haunted house in our pajamas. And obviously nobody was out there. There were no, like, actors working. But we were no. going to take it upon ourselves to just sneak through the haunted house. So we went through in our pajamas. We were taking pictures of each other. Mind just, like, you, Hef is with us, yeah, too. goofing off, being crazy. It was one of my most fun nights there. Yeah, because we were all, like, tipsy, and we were definitely high, and yeah. we're in our pajamas, so we're so comfy and cozy. A bunch of playmates were with us. And I always like sneaking around places I'm not supposed to be. Yeah. Then we hear something in the haunted house, Ooh. and we're all like, shh, everybody quiet. So he's, 
in here? And we didn't know if it was like an actor or somebody snuck in or is it like who is here? No, it was us getting busted. It was us getting busted. Security came and said, hey, and started to flash. I was like, what are you guys doing in here? But they didn't realize we were with Hef. And they were yeah. like, oh, sorry, boss. I think they thought we were full on intruders. I don't think they even thought it was us. Oh, really? See, I yeah. think we would have gotten in trouble if it was just us even. Probably. I <laughs> they mean, would have been like, what are you guys doing yeah. out here? You can't be in here. <laughs> Rich is going to be so pissed at you guys. Yeah, that's for sure. I have a hater of the week. What? Yeah, Harvey Weinstein's lawyer. What? Wait, what? Yeah, let me let me pull this article up so I can tell you about it. So there was this article on Variety.com that was sent to me, and the headline is, Holly Madison won't testify in Harvey Weinstein case. Which I would be very willing to testify for the record if I could contribute anything to him getting put away. And I'm not going to say why. I just have like, you know, I know some things. Yeah. Allegedly. But anyway, so it says, former reality star Holly Madison won't be called to testify during Harvey Weinstein's Los Angeles rape trial. A judge ruled on Tuesday. The defense, meaning his lawyer, wanted Madison to take the stand in order to undermine testimony from one of his accusers, which I would never do. Yeah. And I know how attorneys try to work. Like, I know they would try to put me on the stand and just ask me questions that would elicit an answer they could use, even that, even if that answer was not, like, what I meant. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they're barking up the wrong tree because they wanted me – to make one of his accusers look bad. Like, oh, because she went to Playboy Mansion parties or something. But they're completely barking up the wrong tree because this person in question was not up there for any, like, illicit reason at all. Like, she was just up... First of all, she was up there because she was a friend of the family. Like, she wasn't trying to be in the magazine. Right. She wasn't trying to be with Hef. She wasn't trying to be with any of Hef's friends. She wasn't doing anything up there. Her grandfather was Hef's musical director on a show he did back in the 60s. So it was like a friend of a family thing. And also, as I've said on this podcast before, the Playboy Mansion parties in the early 2000s were just the cool parties to go to if you were young in L.A. Right. Like, it was you wanted to go. It doesn't mean you necessarily thought you were going to hook up with somebody when you went there. So they're barking up the wrong tree trying to get anything like that out of me. And when he's found guilty, I'm going to celebrate. Yeah. I'm going to get some pizza. I'm going to get a bottle of Cristal. Woo! Might go live. I don't know. I'll just be really happy. Yeah. So, But the great news is the judge of the case said no you know you're not gonna subpoena her she's not gonna it doesn't matter if somebody went to a party I'm paraphrasing here I'm not quoting the judge but she basically was like it doesn't matter what your social life was that doesn't mean you should get assaulted basically so thank god and then the lawyer Harvey's lawyer said about me Holly Madison had been down on her luck financially and used Hugh Hefner as a meal ticket he said noting their age difference why would he say that? What point? Well, I I feel like I know what kind of point he's trying to make. Like, he's trying to turn it around like, oh, the women are the problem. The women are taking advantage of these powerful men kind of a thing, mm. which is absolute bullshit, obviously. I mean, I had been down on my luck financially, obviously, 
But the kind of situation that Hef created and that existed years before I ever came along was one where only women who were financially down on their luck or needed some help were entering into that situation because otherwise nobody would have fucking stayed. Nobody would have put up with this shit. Nobody wants to share their guy that they're dating. Nobody wants to be required to go out a certain nights a week and you can't do this and you have to be in at nine o'clock. Like it's a two-way fucking street. Right. Ugh, it's so annoying to me. But anyway, the good news is um, that request was denied. So I'm happy about that. But that's my hater of the week. I thought you were going to say like some um, message. Oh, no. (laughs) Big hater. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm ready to order that pizza and pop a bottle. Because that's going on right now, right? Really soon. We did Jade Iveen's podcast this week. That was so fun. Yeah, it was a fun I had a good time. So Jade grew up across the street from the Playboy Mansion, and it was fun catching up. Yeah, I told her right off the bat, I'm like, we truly are the girls next door for you. Yeah. (laughs) And it's true. So that, yeah, that was a fun podcast. Oh, it's called Tell Me About It with Jade Iveen, so you can uh, catch that out there. And you know what I loved are her promo graphics. Yeah, those were cute. She had us do these little questionnaires, and on her Instagram story, she had these little cute graphics made, and even just the graphic for the podcast itself was super cute. Yeah, everyone's going to think I'm psycho, because she asked, like, for, your, like, your favorite quote, and I put a quote from Psycho, and she was like, movie that, like, changed your life, and I put, like, Exorcist. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> it's valid. It is valid. <laughs> Exorcist did change my life. It literally scared the crap out of me. Yeah. It also made me worried about, like, playing with the Ouija board and stuff, but now I'm over it. I saw this article this week. You know um, the character Naomi from Wolf of Wall Street? Yes. Okay, so the real Naomi, mm-hmm. I think her name is Nadine, mm-hmm. she has gone on to be like get a PhD in like psychology and counseling or something like that. And she's written books and she tries to use her experiences to help other people now. Isn't she an actual therapist too? Yeah, yeah. And she um, is doing like these TikToks and stuff yeah. to help people. I saw her on TikTok and I sent it to Alex on Call Her Daddy. I'm like, you have to have her on the show. Like, she'd be so good. Oh, yeah, that's good. Well, I scrolled down to the end of the article and then, you know, comments start popping up at the bottom. I don't usually like to look at comments, but there was they are there at the end. And the first one on there was some dude going, sounds like a money grab to me. And it just pissed me off so bad because I'm thinking, what the hell? This woman has a PhD, is an author, is a therapist. Like, in what way is this a money grab for her? She's an educated woman. Like, what do women have to do to be taken seriously and to not be money grabbers? Yeah, like, how is it a money grab? What, because she's in a profession? And it's so annoying, too, because once she enters other people's orbits and I'm sure you can relate to this too Bridget like once people meet you even if they didn't know who you were before they figure it out real fucking quick right yeah so and I'm sure the same is for her they figure out who she is and Wolf of Wall Street and everybody knows that movie and Margot Robbie in that movie is so iconic and everybody probably thinks everything Margot Robbie did in that movie exactly happened in real life and everything like that 
So it's like she has one of two options. You can either own it and be out on social media and make it work with what you're doing now, which is a honorable profession. Yeah. Or what? Change your name, hide in a corner so you don't get accused of doing a money grab. Like, what the fuck? I know. Well, and I think she owns it and she talks about her experiences and she uses those to help other people who are dealing with similar things or that type of behavior in their domestic life. Yeah, what the fuck? Sounds like a money grab to me. I was like, I can't even look at what any other comments are because if this is how it starts. So annoying. So thanks for joining us at our little slumber party. This is just where we catch up on all our personal stuff. Yeah, things we want to vent about or things we want to talk about or discuss. Current events, things like that, random stuff. (laughs) Things that aren't quite right for the podcast, but we still like to chat about them. Off topic. So we will see you guys next time. We'll be back with a regular episode on Monday slash Sunday night, 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern. Yeah, see you then. Bye. For more Slumber Party episodes, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash girlsnextlevel. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.